0: Hello, blood suckers. As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, behind you will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. We have such sights to show you. A veil that's beyond our own comprehension. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Beyond the void. And welcome back to Beyond the Void
1: Horror Podcast.
0: That's right. It's episode 283. And today we're doing P words like pin from 1988
1: and popcorn from
0: 1991. Yeah. So two P words. And it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, episode because one, I don't think I've ever seen pin. Right. And two, I haven't seen popcorn in a long time, so it was and I, interesting. And
1: I remember you not even wanting to watch this yeah. because you remember not liking it,
0: right? And I remember Mike's mentioning it all the time, and I'm like, ah, you know, I, you know, your moods and your tastes change mm-hmm. over time, you know. Sometimes As you get
1: older, you get more patient, Right.
0: And doing this podcast alone, guys, like, I don't know if you guys watch the movies that we talk about all the time or not, but my tastes have changed very drastically. Mm-hmm. I'm more open to so many different genres, subgenres now.
1: Like vampires. Yeah.
0: Like, I just, it's <laughs> its inevitable. You just can't avoid it. Once you've opened yourself up to just enjoying horror, then you're not going to go online and complain about it all fucking day. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) For for example. No, 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 no.
0: You know, like some people don't like certain genres and that's cool. Like you're allowed to. I just don't think very much of you. (laughs) No, it's like I have so many genres now that I've dipped into and I could say, oh, yeah, this is probably my least favorite genre of the horror genre, you know, but, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always like a film that will prove me wrong. So it's it's less about my fucking bullshit and more about that. Hey, there's probably oh. a movie out there in this subgenre that you will like.
1: Period. Like, like that curse movie. Which one curse? The, the oh yeah, curse, yeah. Which is you, you know hate, me. I don't like hates. Period
0: piece. <laughs> it's not hates. I
1: don't hate
0: pure garbage. I just can't get into them like like I do. Like you know, I don't hate anything anymore.
1: You don't hate anything. I'm. Teasing. I. It's not
0: that I don't hate. I just you know there are some things that. <laughs> I will hate, but it's very yeah, rare. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems to be the currency of the internet these days. And and I don't know about you guys, but I'm here to celebrate horror. I'm here to enjoy horror and learn about horror and watch new shit that I like in horror. I want to devour horror as a, as a whole. You know what I mean? And some of these movies are really unique. Specifically, one of these movies I thought was just fantastic. And mm-hmm. I kind of am blown away by it. So we'll, we'll get into that today, and I uh, hope you'll stick around for each of the reviews for that. Mm-hmm. All of our timestamps are always located down below, so if you ever don't want to ruin a movie, don't worry. We always have all the timestamps down there. I get so many people are like, oh, well, I haven't seen the movie yet. Don't worry. We got it. We thought we got of you. We got
1: you. We got you. We've been thinking.
0: We've been doing this for six fucking years, all right? Don't fucking lip me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what lip me means. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fun. I'm I'm really. Um, some weeks are better than others, you know. I think with right. some of the movies that we watch, and this was just a good week for it was me. A good I, week. I think it was a good week.
1: I think it was a good week too. You
0: know, like it's, it's tough, guys. Like when you do two movies that you just don't like that much, it's it's hard to get jazzed up about it. You know, yeah, what I mean? jazzed
1: up about the next week.
0: That's 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 like you know amateur shit. In my opinion, I'm not saying I'm a pro here, but I'm somewhere in between. I would think, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I I know how to try to, you know, get interested in things that might not be interesting to me. And that's just something you got to do. I want to give these movies respect. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyway, enough jerking myself (laughs) off on the podcast. Y'all can wipe your faces off (laughs) from all the skeet.
1: God, dude. Always too far.
0: uh, Whatever. Fuck it. At this point, I really don't even care anymore. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, this is who I am. I'm not going to fucking hide it anymore. (laughs) You either get skated on or you don't listen. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Sorry. (laughs) Please don't go. (laughs) I love you. Christina, what is, how was your week? What's going on with you? Anything new?
1: It was good. I started watching uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, you know, besides my trash TV.
0: Which is still trash TV in my It opinion. is
1: not trash. It's really good. Who's I, in that? Andrew Garfield, the uh, Spider-Man guy. We have really so much Mormon
0: stuff around here. She wants to watch it on Dude, TV. Dude, I really,
1: I enjoy watching. Okay, so he plays a detective she in likes- Salt Lake City and then uh, this this. Uh, mom and baby. This baby gets decapitated, and he just—he's Mormon. Oh and he, shit! Jesus. Yeah, he's Mormon, and he's a detective, and he. And it's like within the Mormon community. So well, now just, I'm interested. You said decapitated de, de, yeah, babies. Decapitated <laughs> baby. And it's just instant
0: you, interest. You <laughs>
1: see the downfall of him losing his religion.
0: Okay. Well, do you want to explain it to them a little bit better than just what you said? Because it's about people well, who know, are in the Mormon. F- sa-
1: it didn't sound like you wanted me to. It's not so about was, me. It's about rush- the
0: people who are listening. I was Christina. rushing
1: through it. That's pretty much it. So so.
0: You have thirteen seconds to impress he, me. He
1: has he has to solve this crime. He has to find out who did this. It's a Mormon and, pr- yeah. Like
0: a Mormon cop.
1: Yeah. Who pretty, has yeah. to
0: solve Mormon
1: crimes. <laughs> this is like the first <laughs> Murder! Why don't they do that with like an
0: Amish show or something like
1: that? <laughs> Brother
0: Hezekiah is yeah. out on the l- out on the law on the prairie, <laughs> trying to solve the mystery of the missing milk.
1: <laughs> it's utterly fantastic. The, the butter Turner. <laughs> <laughs> no but like it's a really good it's a really good miniseries it's just a miniseries I mean I, really I, I realize
0: Mormons are a little bit more modern than <laughs> the way I'm treating it but still it's kind of like within that vein right
1: right and it's in the 80s it's in 1985
0: plus when you watch like these fucking crazy fucking trying to help people escape their fucking you know families and shit oh, like, like that
1: escaping polygamy yeah dude which like, a reality show dude that shit's fucking and nuts you know that that show has been on the air for like three years because that Colorado City is, like, gone. Like, all the polygamists there since Warren Jeff... Oh, they left. Yeah. Yeah, they ended up having to leave because...
0: They went down to Mexico? Well,
1: what he did, since he was a prophet... Sorry, I'm, like, really into this shit. Since he was a prophet and he went to jail, he demanded, like, no one in the community could have sex or children or get married while Mm. he was in jail. And, of course, he got life in prison. Mm. So, of course, the whole community fell apart.
0: We might have to bring back ghost legends or... What is it? Ghost legends and...
1: Oh!
0: Ghost legends or crime. Right. Which is like... It was a series that we did back in the day, guys. Oh, yeah, in
1: the beginning. Where
0: we would basically search up all the legends, all the ghost stories, and all the crimes of a certain topic. Like we did... uh, La Llorona. Llorona. La Llorona, which was a suggestion by one of our friends and uh, listeners, uh, Esmeralda, and her brother, who also donated, like, an entire fucking... Mm -hmm. I think it was like a poem or something that he wrote, right?
1: Oh, I don't even remember. It's been so long.
0: He wrote this like whole thing for his class about La Yorona. Anyway, we really get into it. And Christina seems like this is her thing. And she likes...
1: Oh, do you want me to talk about Joseph Smith? Oh, Lord.
0: Oh, no, no. Calm down. (laughs) Hold on a second. She likes to... It seems like you like to get into like, you know, people who pretend to be nice... But underneath that that veneer, you're like, I know you, bitch.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And no offense if you are Mormon, because I know a lot of Mormons. I grew up with them. And the... The The
0: the stigma? The
1: pretentiousness that they have, because they think they know the secret of what You know, that kind of shit. Well, yeah. It's so annoying to me. There's people like that that aren't
0: even in the Mormon cult that act that way. Well, yeah,
1: I know. But just to see... Just very
0: cultish behavior.
1: People turn like people turn and then realize and then they're just completely different people. Well we we like, have friends that were amazing. Mormons,
0: are Mormons, you know, like, you know right, what I mean? Right. And a lot of the ones that I've known <laughs> they live two different lifestyles, uh kind of, you know what I mean?
1: A lot of the men do?
0: Uh, a lot of actually the girl I mm-hmm. dated and she had two different right. lifestyles. Right. And we were like, I was like super open with her. I was like, look, you can I said she she we went on a date and I, I'd liked her for a long time. And she just finally just kind of started hitting on me or something. And I just, it was very obvious. So I gave her my number. And then she called, or she gave me her number and I called her. You know, and then she was like, hey, do you want to go do something? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go to eat. And she was like, well, I have this bar right by my house. Let's go to that. I was like, "Okay." we went. And she starts talking about marriage and shit like right off the bat. And I was like, yeah, not going to happen with me.
1: She's trying to convert you.
0: She was. She was
1: (laughs) literally trying to convert me. That's what they have to do.
0: I said, look, I'm not very much into religion, to be honest with you. Uh, I have no problem if other people do. Um, you know, I would like to hang out with you. And, you know, if if you need to go on your way and you find some sort of Mormon guy, all I ask is that you let me know. So I'm not just wasting my time. You know what I mean? And she was like, wow, that's very open. I was like, yeah, I, I don't mind. Like. I can't say that I won't be, you know, I'll listen to what you have to say, but, you know, I just like hanging out with you and, you know, we'll just hang out. And if, you know, if things change, you got to go somewhere, you go somewhere. You know what I mean? And she was like, okay, it sounds good. And then she found out another guy and then had to lie to me. And it <laughs> wouldn't tell me, you know, it's not like they're fucking or anything. It's, it's
1: passive aggressive. You know all. what I mean?
0: And I just was like, so. She
1: didn't want to hurt you.
0: I was so upset about that. I was really pissed because I was—I had never in my life been that fucking open with somebody. Like,
1: and look at where it got you. Yeah, she
0: lied to me. <laughs> she lied to me, that fucking Mormon hussy.
1: Anyway. <laughs>
0: But and you know I ended up with you, so I guess that's all
1: right. Yeah, see, it's, it all worked out for the best. <laughs> um, but you know, Lori Val Valor, Val, you, you know the one who killed her kids. Mm. Cause she was she was an a, a doomsday prepper Mormon. Mm. Yeah, she thought. Her children were zombies, and they had to die. Ooh, weird. Yeah, very narcissistic, and she just. Um, well, I mean, I, I think
0: you can find that in anything. Oh yeah, any in any, any
1: religion, any even MLMs. <laughs> like, oh yeah, anything crazy. that's like yeah,
0: anything that's like uh, out of the abnormal, little abnormal. Right.
1: But it just goes to show you that. Um,
0: how indoctrinated. How
1: yeah, and how easily people could be manipulated. I mean, okay. we all have. Sure. Like, we've all been, you know, it's it's just All you need is just a little push. But anyway, I also <laughs> wanted to say, I also thought it was weird uh, the, under the banner of heaven. What's his name? Andrew are we still talking Garfield? about Mormons? That yes, Jesus yes, Christ. Because I didn't realize. <laughs> I mean,
0: of Latter-day Saints. Let me
1: talk. Is. <laughs> Jesus. Did, is
0: Latter-day Saints a Mormon thing out here or what? Yeah,
1: that's. That's Mormon. It's,
0: okay. It's, <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Latter-day, Latter-day Saints. Saints.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: Do you okay. get the joke, Chris? Yeah, it's right. funny. Thanks. She, See, I get her. Okay. Yeah, I, I opened a fucking Pandora's box over here and she won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you know.
0: All right. Talk about your headless. I
1: don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. Talk about your headless children
0: even, and your fucking demonic fucking vampire Mormons or whatever the fuck you got going on over there. are you mad
1: no I just I don't I'm flustered
0: okay (laughs) I love you so much (laughs) I got her excited man we're gonna have to do something with it next episode Mormons from from hell starring Christina
1: no it would be Mormons from the celestial kingdom
0: Oh, okay okay put on your fucking everybody grab your hole in your sheets and let's have a party (laughs) Magic underwear. <laughs> so. Anyways, we're gonna go ahead and get out of this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> I think it might be that time. I don't think it's gonna be this time this week, though. Not Sorry, guys. Not
1: the time. It's it's done.
0: Our, I hate to say this. This is this is gonna be hard, guys. This episode has been brought to you by drinking uh, beer with Angry Orchard and.
1: In old fashioned with whiskey. There you go. <laughs> she's
0: she's drinking blue black velvet. Or I would have had one too, because I like bla- I like whiskey. Right. But I'm real p- picky on whiskey. Like I have to. It's got to be like fucking.
1: Oh, actually, I use the J&B. Did
0: whiskey. you use the J&B? Yeah. All with right. the
1: old fashioned. That's not so bad. Mix, yeah. That's scotch though? Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic, not a bartender. Yeah, she's like, I just
0: want to get fucked up.
1: Which one of you- Which just, one's brown? Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, what I,
1: that's my bartending style. Which spell. one of you young bucks wants is- to explore Dora?
0: I just imagine you smoking cigarettes outside of a hotel. saying that, Saying that shit to some 14-year-old <laughs> kids trying to get a fucking Cheetos bag out of the fucking machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway so yeah that's why we're talking a little extra longer today about Mormons and things <laughs> apparently so uh, next week we got some good movies that we're going to be talking about so stick around to the end of the episode uh, I guess we're staying in the 80s and 90s I won't spoil it for you but they're good movies and uh, I haven't seen them in a long while
1: and for newer movies you should check out the YouTube channel
0: yeah I'm a little late on that I've been doing the fall asleep bit it's been fun what do Poor you want from thing. me
1: I want you to go to the doctor yeah
0: I mean, yeah, I'd like to go to Sleep Doctor too, but you know. Anyway, guys, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Pin from 1988
1: and... Popcorn, 1991.
0: And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Right, guys so we're gonna kick it off with pin from 1988 christina
1: oh that's me all right pin is about isolated by his strange parents leon finds solace in an imaginary friend which happens to be an anatomy doll from his father's doctor's office unfortunately the doll begins to take over Leon's life and his sister's life as well. Yeah. That is the worst description.
0: I mean, they're trying to be elusive for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the movie, you know, so.
1: The tagline is a plastic nightmare.
0: Okay, well, that's one of. Well, I want to yeah. I wanna read you the other ones that okay. I, because I I looked it up and I thought they were kind of fun. <clears throat> so let me get my uh, movie voice on. <laughs> it's been alive. Leon knows. But nobody believes him.
1: Psst. Well, that makes me want to see it.
0: <laughs> Here's one. A journey beyond the edge of fear and madness.
1: I like that one. I didn't even see that one.
0: Brother, sister, murder, sin. Now the horror will begin.
1: Oh, my God. I love that one. I feel
0: like you're summoning like a cake or something, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. birthday
0: candles and wishes upon. Let me dance and sing a song. That'd like, be great. Like, What the fuck is going on? I have no idea. Anyway, sorry. Okay.
1: This was directed and the screenplay was written by Sander Stern. Mm-hmm. He also did another movie we have reviewed, Aminaville Horror, The Evil Escapes.
0: Which is, yeah, funny because he directed- one of the- Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And he also directed John and Yoko, a love story from nineteen
0: eighty five. A tainted nice. love story. Huh?
1: Um he's more of a writer and he was the screenwriter on the original Ammonville horror movie. Mm.
0: Well that was all based on true story though, right?
1: So. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So a <laughs> true story.
0: I mean, I'm kidding. True story. <laughs> it's definitely been altered in some ways.
1: All right. Uh this is also based on a novel by Andrew. Niederman, mm-hmm. he also wrote The Devil's Advocate, which was also made into a movie in 1997 yep.
0: with Keanu Reeves and... Uh, Whoa.
1: Yeah, that other guy. Uh, <laughs> all right, this movie stars David Hewlett, who plays Leon. He was in Nothing, <laughs> 2003, one of Alex's i It's not a favorite, movies.
0: it's just a unique film. i
1: said it one of Alex's movies. Um, he was also in Scanners 2, The New Order. He was in Cube. He was in Splice, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. The Shape of Water, and more recently, he was in Nightmare Alley from last year, which was nominated. We still haven't even seen that. Yeah, yet. which, which Tony Colette's in, and yeah, yeah. I want to see that. We also have Cynthia... Cynthia. Cynthia Preston, who plays Ursula, not from A Little Mermaid. She mm. was in The Brain from
0: 1988. Uh, yeah,
1: she was in Carrie from 2013.
0: That's what she was. Uh, she was really young in that. In The Brain? In The Brain. They must have shot that in 76 and 77.
1: Well... The Brain?
0: Yeah, because she was one of the main stars in the movie.
1: But didn't that come out in 1988?
0: Yes, it did, but they probably shot it. You oh. Know, so she was doing both these movies. These are both Canuck films, so... Oh,
1: okay. That makes okay. sense. The, the Brain she got in this role. one, so... All right. We, she was also in the 2013 uh, version of Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in Total Recall 2070, which was a series on Showtime.
0: We have that, by the way. Oh, we, we do? We own it, yeah.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I'm not, I don't remember... That show. Yeah.
0: Uh, What's his name from Canada? Yeah. Uh, Gave me a copy. Edwin? Edwin. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: All right. We have Terry O'Quinn, who plays the father and also the doctor. You know him from The Stepfather. Right. I know him from Lost. Right. Like, the best show ever. He was also in the X-Files movies. Tombstone from 93 Young Guns. From 88, Amityville, A New Generation. Remember? Yeah. I remember.
0: There's Amityville on both of these movies, by the way. There's like people from both.
1: Right. Which is weird. Yeah. It's like everyone from Amityville's. Okay. We have Bronwyn Mantell, who plays the mom. She was in Gothica, Secret Window with Johnny Depp, On the Road from 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, couldn't find a budget on this movie. I just know it was straight to video. And Alex... What are your thoughts of the pen movie?
0: Well, this is a very Canadian film. The only type of film that I think really comes out of Canada, really, is just weird. (laughs) I mean, comedy, everything, right? Like, they always have some weird shit, like The Pit. You know, that kid has those fucking trollalogs that are living in the fucking ground where he feeds them meat and then starts pushing people in to feed the trolologs.
1: I don't know what you're talking it's about.
0: It's just weird Canadian films, that's all I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. you know David Cronenberg, I mean, it, weird is Canada. Canada makes some fucking weird horror movies uh, like <laughs> that you you really should watch. And this is I think one of them. This is actually not a typical blood-filled horror movie by any means it's there's literally none Uh, well maybe a little but not much Mm -hmm. it's definitely an unnerving film that you can watch from start to finish that deals a little bit more on the psychological side of horror which some people like in thriller movies and things like that so this might be i wouldn't consider it a thriller movie necessarily it's just a psychological horror movie totally but this kind of sounds boring to those who kind of like blood and guts and stuff in their horror. But I promise you, this movie is anything but. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is not boring. It is fucking weird and unsettling. And it's fucked up. There are some scenes in this movie that are at times suggested. They're not. They're not showing anything. But if they did, it would be an exploitation film. And more on that scene later. By the way. Mm-hmm. So you find out it's about a young boy and a girl who live with their mother and their father who are very mm, clinical with them. I guess you could say strict, like very strict Her mom's like super fucking OCD straight up, like cleaning everything. And the father is very not very present as a father. He uh, avoids being a father in a lot of ways, including teaching his kids about life. And one of the ways he teaches his kids about life is through an anatomically correct anatomy doll with no skin, called pin and he throws his voice through pin or you don't know really because that's the thing right he uses the doll to teach the kids about life lessons and you can tell that these kids aren't really attached to their family right because their family doesn't really spend any quality time with them they just kind of go through the motions
1: seen and not heard
0: right it's like you know hey i'm tucking you into bed i'm your father and good night Nothing like that would be on a level of like camaraderie of any sort. But these kids grow up to celebrate their birthdays with Pin. They make him a family member essentially in their entire childhood, you know? Like he sits at the table. He like, they give him birthday presents. It's fucking weird. It's
1: like elf on a shelf.
0: Or or people that celebrate their dog's birthdays.
1: What what, the fuck is that? that, What the fuck, Alex? What does that mean? I'm...
0: I mean, like, having a cake and shit. Like, not like fucking... What the
1: fuck is... There's nothing wrong with that. I
0: give people... We give him a dog treat and shit on his birthday, but we don't have a
1: party. Oh, my God. I was actually thinking of having a party for this
0: year. Okay. So I married a psycho. <laughs> anyway.
1: It's a baby. Uh, is
0: I love Murray. He's my fucking child. <laughs> anyway.
1: Then he needs a birthday party. And
0: anyway. I'm doing a review here. <laughs> psycho. Anyway, the son, Leon, gets infatuated with the doll and soon and soon starts talking to the doll instead of any real friends because Leon's a weirdo and nobody wants to talk to fucking Leon. In fact, they pick on him and he his sister is kind of like the promiscuous type in uh, high school, and he is not too fond of her going around gallivanting around with other dudes. In fact, he's like very omnipresent in a kind of a weird way.
1: What a slut.
0: Yeah, like it's I'm not saying she is, but, you know, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. But to Leon, it's sinful. So when his father and mother die suddenly in a car accident with the pin doll, it starts talking to Leon even more to the point where pin tells him to do very naughty things to people who might come in the way of Leon's plans for him and his sister. This movie goes super dark in some areas that are pretty fucking like, mm-hmm. uh, like, whoa, holy shit. I can't believe they're doing that right now. Uh, and I don't know. like I, I was seriously like, what the fuck? They put that in this movie? I was like, I love this movie. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. I've never seen anything like this. You know, like, this is so different. Because on the outside, it plays like a TV movie almost. Oh,
1: totally. It does.
0: But there are some things that happen in this movie that are definitely not TV. It's movie. not a
1: lifetime of movie of the week. No, it is <laughs> no. definitely
0: not. There's like the other thing about the movie is that, you know, it kind of ends like on a typical note by the end of the movie. I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, for you, but it is one of those things you're going to be like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck did I just watch? It's pretty bananas, and they somehow have this odd atmosphere with the doll omnipresent in the room all the time. Because of how Leon treats the doll, it forces it on the viewer, and you start to wonder, is the doll real or is the doll not? Right. And that's the magic in this movie right here. Totally. Is because both ends are fucking terrifying (laughs) (laughs) because the doll is not a pretty-looking doll, although... One of the characters in the movie thinks he is. We'll get into that later. Or he will get into that later. (laughs) Ha, 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 yeah! Anyway, so <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I could not believe what I saw in this movie. Just seriously. But yeah, that's the fucked up thing, right? Like, we don't know if the doll's real or not. So they play on this throughout the whole movie. They give you, you know, hints and signs and stuff. But then so much is happening that it's hard to believe and hard to get into the mindset of someone who would pretend to be this, that you almost believe that the doll is fucking real. Mm-hmm. And it is is it's kind of masterfully done in this way and it keeps you glued to the screen to see what happens by the finale which is a good movie in my opinion you know that they're able to drag you along and not the bad way and still give you some weird fucked up treats along the way Mm -hmm. but the voice of this thing is pretty unsettling and once you realize who it is you're like holy shit that does not sound like him but after we found out we started to realize we're like, oh, yeah, it's just like he sped it. They sped it up and pitched it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you guys have ever watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, there's a old man in the show who's kind of like a the bodyguard. A, he's like a bodyguard assassin. He's like the go to man who's tough as fucking nails. And he goes by the name Mike Armantrout in Breaking Bad. Jonathan Definitely. Banks is the real name. He does the voice of this and he does the character Mike Armantrout in the shows. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy that he did the voice in this. And of course, he's been in a lot of Canadian films as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, of course, he and would...
1: he's done a lot of voice work.
0: Yes, he has a
1: lot. Like, it's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, his voice is deep as fuck. Yeah. So it's Good weird voice. to hear this voice, which is not deep as fuck. Right. Talking. It's really talking like this. about It's just like really fucking weird. I don't know how to explain it. There's a reverberation on it and everything. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very different. And I don't recall seeing this movie before. I feel like it's a weird gem that people really need to see. Even if you're not a like huge fan of it, you just need to watch it at least once mm-hmm. and decide for yourself. Because this is a movie that overall, I think, is just a really decent film. And they do a lot of really great things with it. I'd give it a 7.5, maybe even an 8. I'm still kind of on the fence, like, what I would give it, because Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it that much. Right. It's like, it kind of has that old flair of, like, the movie Demon Seed to it, but Mm -hmm. I love Demon Seed. Demon Seed's, like, a big, I like it more than this movie, Mm -hmm. and it kind of has that sort of, I don't know how to explain it, like, thing about it. It's Mm -hmm. just weird i definitely watch this one again, though, and I hope we get to pick it up at some point in time. The DVDs are super expensive. Oh, my
1: God. It's so expensive. Yeah,
0: it's like $80 to $115. It's
1: $115 on Amazon right now, but then you can get it on eBay internationally. Yeah. Uh, with shipping and everything, you could probably get it, yeah, for about 80 bucks.
0: Well, the, the thing is, is there's a lot of rights issues with it. Surprisingly, though, the Which rights is issues are outside of the U.S. and more in Canada, I think. Mm-hmm. They have two copies up or three copies up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see this movie, I would highly recommend you checking it out as soon as possible
1: before yeah it gets taken. Yeah, out.
0: there's a Dark Castle Presents, which are these two guys who drink and smoke and talk about the movie. And
1: I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, that, they're they're that not one. annoying or anything no. like
0: that. If you don't like those kind of talking, they, uh, but they do it for real short.
1: Yeah, the, well they they do it in the beginning and then there's like an interlude in the middle which right. is really short. But it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, it, it's actually pretty enjoyable, and they, they kind of will go over some of the same things that we found. Nothing, like, super, like... Uh, yeah,
1: nothing, like, past blow your IMDb. Mind. IMDb. <laughs>
0: they might have done it more tactfully than us, and they do it while drinking and smoking. Oh, but if that... Yeah, if you're not a we smoker... Not, we're not
1: smoking. Yeah,
0: I got through it, and I was fine. They were smoking, <laughs> like, chimneys in that fucking thing. I know. Thing. I
1: even pointed it out. I was like, Jesus, they're smoking, like, yeah. all the things. <laughs>
0: It made me want to smoke a cigarette. No, not really. (laughs) Oh, well, that's
1: good. Suck on a Jolly Rancher.
0: (laughs) Anyway, guys, Christina, what do you think? Oh,
1: thank you. Sorry for going on
0: and on. I just had a lot to say about this one.
1: I know. I kind of do, too, because I don't know what it is about sibling movies, but they, like, creep me out, and I don't know if it's because I have a lot of siblings, so, like, I do enjoy, like... Oh, the, you know, it is creepy, sure. like the brother-sister mentality. So you liked it, you know it in
0: Amityville, the Amityville movie, yeah, too. I did. The one where I, they get with the sexual bro- yeah, each other? Yeah, the
1: brother-sister. It's creepy. It's like, oh, my God, why is this? Yeah. It's, you know, it's like a different element to it. It's really disgusting and kind of weird. I, I really did like the movie. I had to think about it for a few days. But the beginning made me, like, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't see shit like that with the kids because it was when they were kids, so that's all I'll say. Yeah, like, there's
0: nobody in the room that's ever going, okay, this isn't okay, guys. Yeah. Like, whatever you're doing right now is not okay. Yeah, and
1: you're like, oh my God, how far are they going to push this shit? What the fuck? Right. Like, it's 1980. It's 19 the end of the 80s. Like, but they, you know, they didn't. Right? These, this is
0: how complexes start, guys.
1: And then, it, like you said... I like how it rides the line between reality and then, like, people's mental state. Like you were saying, like, you, you, you the way they filmed it. Right. Like, you don't exactly know what's going on. Well, they with treat the doll. him like a real character. Yeah, exactly, which I liked. Um,
0: They're always constantly panning over to him and whenever he's in the room or
1: the doll, yeah. Yeah. And even though it's like the creepiest doll ever, oh my god, it was so creepy looking. I'm wondering how they found that doll. Like, is that really a doll they use? I have in never medical? seen one
0: like that, but I mean, they're right. they're similar. They used to make ones like that, I think. A uh, Mr. Body, you remember Mr. Body with yeah, a cartoon but it, or it whatever. It wasn't
1: that bad. It actually looked like one of those. Um, they have those art exhibits where it's real people. No,
0: that, I know what you mean, you know but know they I mean? used to make them the like
1: anatomy, the human anatomy. Um art exhibits where it's real humans and they like
0: well they have this they, big tall plastic one that stands up i don't think that he was ever like had opposable joints and shit like that
1: right right like that's right. the but difference that was like yeah. a full-on man
0: they they, they, they spent some money on that shit it
1: was i i know i'm wondering like how they found it or if i should look that made. up
0: i didn't even think about it
1: yeah um, it was kind of, it's so weird because it's like, is this an S big movie? I don't think so. It was done really well. I think I,
0: it'll be appealing to those people, but it's still, you'll be enjoyable.
1: Yeah, it was enjoyable. Like it's so well acted
0: it, and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. And all the actors in the movie, I mean, they all have like, you know, lots of credits to their names and oh, stuff. Oh, David
0: Hewlett's great in it.
1: Yeah, he really Especially is. Especially for
0: as young as he is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, it's really oh, a masterful job. So creepy. Oh. Weird.
1: Yeah. Eight out of ten. 8 out of
0: 10, really.
1: I I even looked at buying it because I like
0: it. <laughs> I like when she likes movies I like because then we can give, we can buy them. <laughs> because otherwise she's like, "No.
1: <laughs> Don't like it." <laughs> Fucking... But we can't because it's like not available. Right. So, sucks.
0: That's interesting. I'm glad to hear that you liked it too. See, we're starting to find our particular tastes. Well,
1: again, I wasn't sure. I had to sit on it for a little while, a couple days right. and think about it. Honestly, the next movie, too, I had to sit on and think about it, but, you know... Okay. That's Fair. how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to hear the trivia you have.
0: Well, we don't have a whole lot, to be honest with you. I mean, I did go searching for interviews and things about this movie, but it just wasn't that plentiful of a movie to have, you know, a lot of stuff on it. Right. But I would love to see a DVD or Blu-ray or something with all the extras and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the film, like really in depth and why it came about. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even the the writer who wrote the book, you know, and stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you guys don't want anything spoiled, we're going to get into some of the scenes and some of the stuff about the movie that we want to talk about that we couldn't talk about in the spoiler free section. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. Christina, you said you found something that you were interested in and you don't know if it's true or not. What is that?
1: I did read that Sandra Stern was actually attracted to the story from the, the, the novel because he, Sandra Stern, used to be a family doctor and he quit being a doctor, so because he wanted to write mm. and direct movies.
0: And he fell in love with an anatomically correct doll.
1: Yes, and they had children.
0: Sweet. <laughs> and that's how Child's Play came about.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where Chucky came from.
0: <laughs> Just squirting out anatomical little babies. <laughs> <laughs> what would they call him? Like, Pin's children? Like, what would they be?
1: Well, Pin actually stands for Pinocchio.
0: Ah. So, maybe
1: Geppetto or Cricket or whatever the fuck? I don't know what
0: Well, this is trivia here. Like, So, are you going to start doing trivia for these movies? No,
1: no. 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 I'm not going to because you're picky. <laughs> 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 I just thought that was interesting when I read it, when I heard it. So, I thought I would mention it in case you didn't see it.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. And
1: then, wasn't uh, Sandra Stern also a ghostwriter?
0: Uh, Yeah, for... Uh, VC Andrews actually as a matter of fact
1: which kind of makes sense because flowers in the ass Attic was kind of like brother no no, and no. Sister. so you got
0: this wrong so based on the book by Andrew Niederman Niederman wrote yeah. the book right yeah. Niederman was the 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 uh, ghostwriter for VC Andrews not the right not the director right you said the director's name first.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I My told you, I was
0: saying that that's not the director. The director. Right.
1: That's the novelist. Yeah.
0: The novelist okay. is Andrew Niederman.
1: Okay.
0: He's a writer as well. So right. I don't know about the, the, the director if he was a writer than a, hey, you know. Right. But yeah. So all I know is that VC Andrews had, when when VC Andrews got sick, who wrote, you know, Flowers in the Attic, one of your favorite things. When she became sick, this person stepped in, Niederman stepped in to write Ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. which is interesting. So like some of that stuff might be, it, you even compared this to kind of a flowers in the attic kind of story.
1: Yeah, it totally felt with, like, like it. how
0: dark it is. And yeah. Yeah. Like mental it is. Right. There was a movie that was playing and um, where uh, Leon, David Hewlett character and Marsha see while they're on a date. It's scanners.
1: Wait, wasn't somebody, Oh, wasn't David, David Hewlett was in scanners too. He was in
0: part two. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird. That that was, like, what happened. The movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because Scanner 2 is from 91, so it was, like, the future.
0: Yeah, he looks really young in this movie compared to that.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, he's
0: young in in Scanners 2, but it's not exactly a a starring role, like... Right. It was pretty terrible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: boring. Yeah. Um. There was supposed to be a remake, though, for this movie back in 2010. They were talking about it. Mm -hmm. I guess it never happened. There was some rustling about it in 2014 where they kind of resurfaced and said that they're still working on the project in January. And then the writer who was actually writing on it when Jack Reher, R-E-H-E-R, released the screenplay that he had on Twitter, literally leaked the screenplay out.
1: That's weird. Yeah, and
0: he was like, well, you know, these things happen all the time anyway. It was inevitably going to happen. Really, what I think he was doing is just trying to get the ball rolling to get people interested Interested? in in the movie and to get it made because I think that the production side of it, people were kind of like, you know, lollygagging around. They weren't really into it. So because they just didn't think it was as popular. And when you say remake. Right. You know what I mean? Like People
1: are like, No. It's got to be popular.
0: It's going to sell on its own. And they're like, that movie wasn't even successful. That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah, it was thinking. straight
1: to video, yeah.
0: But he said that he wanted to make a much more darker, you know, picture mm-hmm. than the original. He wanted to elaborate on it and go even further. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I, you know, I mean, maybe that's good. But I don't know. Hewlett's performance in the first one is really good.
1: Yeah, totally. So. Everybody's was really.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's her name? The girl that was in it from uh, the brain. She's, uh, she's a little iffy.
1: I thought she was fine. She did the role.
0: I don't know. There's something about her acting that just doesn't. didn't. I wasn't didn't really. In. It. No. Yeah. She maybe kinda, she, was, she felt like she was breaking the fourth wall all the time.
1: Maybe she was uh, creeped out.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, who wouldn't be watching yeah, this? Yeah. You know? so, so. But yeah, supposedly that's the last we heard of the remake of pin, by the way. So that's OK. I don't know what's going on. If it's ever going to get made. He didn't seem too confident that it would be. Um also, last and last, more strangely, probably the weirdest bit of information that I found about that. The lady, the nurse who comes in and makes love to the anatomical doll, which is a mind fuck moment. Right. She actually went on and got paid by a porno production company to have sex with a life size supposed doll.
1: Oh, the, the life size sex doll. That comes so to doll. life. Okay. Yeah, it comes yeah. to
0: life. It's not a real doll.
1: Oh, it was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they painted
0: him up, and uh, huh? She did Good the whole. Her. She yeah, she did the whole thing, and then the film never got released because she, <gasps> oh. she sued the company to destroy it for not getting paid, and that's oh. where it gets really weird. Mm-hmm. So after she sued them, she disappeared for like seven months.
1: What do you mean she disappeared?
0: The guy who who was the anatomical supposedly doll guy and her both disappeared at the same time.
1: Uh, what does that mean?
0: She she was found seven months later after being lost for seven months. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so at seven months, yeah. They found her head and his head. What? Yep. Buried f- in a fucking ditch filled with all the movies.
1: The pin movies or the, 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 the porno movies? Pin
0: movies and the porno movies.
1: What the fuck are you fucking kidding Isn't me? Isn't that crazy? That's fucking nuts. It's Someone all- needs to make a movie about <laughs> The pin movie of these people. Dude,
0: like, I was like, holy shit, this can't be real. Are you
1: fucking kidding me? Yes,
0: I am, actually. Uh-
1: <laughs> this is two weeks in a row. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> Did you see how excited she got, guys? She's fucking excited.
0: Hey, man, we're just making shit up as we go. <laughs> I Half of what I told that you. That
1: one is not funny. The like being held at gunpoint to act. Okay. That was funny. This nobody
0: said a fucking word about last funny. week either. Nobody so nobody mentioned it, so I don't know if they heard it.
1: Obviously, we're not funny enough. <laughs> anyway, you're a fucking asshole, and let's move along.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much it for the trivia, by the
1: I really like that story. <laughs> you were like hoping someone died? Well, no. No. It's just interesting when shit oh, like that yeah. happens, like I was talking about Lori Vallow. It's like that meme. Like, me- sh- when shit like that happens, it's fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's like that meme I saw earlier. It's like chicks who are always talking about, I can't sleep, drinking their fourth cup of coffee, talking about how they're going to go listen to a murder podcast. <laughs> so what <laughs> I just think it's funny <laughs> dude so like half of that what I told you all the way up to the
1: the decapitation
0: yeah well no before she got lost I made that I started making all that up afterwards
1: oh so she actually did do a porno
0: no none of it's true
1: oh god damn it Alex <laughs> I hate this yeah Ugh,
0: just to be clear and this. so for the integrity of the Jesus actress Christ. who did a wonderful job with that anatomical uh
1: they didn't show anything they didn't show anything but she she gave it
0: bedroom eyes uh, and then uh she i don't know i was thinking about like the mechanics of that too by the way like is it is it
1: have you never seen the life-size male dolls do they have the
0: does the dick move around it does does it come off
1: no it's attached
0: no i've never seen him
1: yeah i have no you don't (laughs) Shut up. <laughs> anyway, let's... Because let's, that's like the type of doll I, I thought mean, they used. We might as well continue were, to talk
0: about this because this is one think of the scenes. Were, I'm
1: talking about sex dolls. I, I thought that was no, the no, no, type of no, no, doll no, 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 no. they used.
0: Christina, anatomically, these are medical dolls I'm talking about. I'm not talking about fuck dolls, okay?
1: Yeah, I know, we're talking but about, I'm talking about fuck dolls.
0: Why are you talking about fuck dolls? Is there a closet somewhere with a fucking coat on no, the wall? No,
1: there's not. <laughs>
0: Anyway, (laughs) so that scene was probably where I was like, holy shit, what the fuck?
1: I know, and the kid was, like, hiding and watching.
0: Leon, the child. And it
1: it ruined him sexually. That's why he was all fucked up when he was older. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, they had to add that sexual bit in there because that's when they were doing, like, You know, that's a very Freudian thing to, like, try to make a a concerned issue about, you know. Right,
1: like, this is the reason why. Right,
0: like, tell me about your mother. This
1: is why he has schizophrenia.
0: Yeah, tell me about your nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she fucked an anatomical doll that we used to call a family friend named Penn. I saw it going in and out of her. (laughs) It was pretty interesting at the time. I didn't know what I was watching. I thought I was eating ice cream and... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. There is there anything else that like caught you off guard right off in the beginning? Well,
1: well, yeah. The the kids like so the sister had a birthday party right, and Pin gave her a musical ballerina toy right, which was weird. It was like okay, why would you do that? It's not Santa Claus, you know. I mean, right? Come on, she's not
0: interested in Pin whatsoever.
1: Not whatsoever. As a child and as an adult, not whatsoever. So there there's a scene where they're fighting they're like him the brother and sister are like fighting over pin or something so the brother hits her he just like smacks her across the face right and then the the it's just this weird weird scene where she was like looking at naked po- pictures of like, of like a, a woman. Yeah, and like, that's right, And then right, like yeah. talking about their mom. Hey, that's and that's very like, forwarding
0: they, thinking, you know, progressive. Yeah,
1: like did they, does, does mom look like this? And like stuff like that was really weird. Well, it was
0: like the girl had it. You would expect it to be the sexual deviant guy who thinks a doll's real. Right. To be having the fucking, you know, fuck magazine slant about. Right. But it's no, it's the sister who's like, like highly infatuated with sex.
1: Right. So then uh, since that happened, the mom caught them with the nudie photos. Then they uh, they go to the, the father's office to talk to Pin about the yeah
0: Because the he doesn't want to tell him.
1: Yeah, anatomy. And they Pin shows him his penis. And she's like, you know? oh, my God, look at it. But, all... you know, the, the brother had already seen it because, you know, it fucked the nurse, you know? Yeah. So then Which they... Which
0: that whole scene of her, like, just like, look, she takes the towel off and she's like, well...
1: Well, well, well. Well, well, well,
0: what do we have here, Mr. Pin? And then she lays on the table and you see his head come up and then you see her, like, kind of mimic putting it in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was it. And then they showed the kid's face. And then he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, and then after they uh, had their anatomy lesson, the kids start talking about these kids. I don't know. How old do you think they were, like, 8 and 10 or something? Something like,
0: she's younger, he's older.
1: Yeah, and uh, the kids were talking about sex which was weird and their parents having sex and do you think you're gonna need it when you're older do you th- think do you think, you're think gonna you'll have get the need it? you're gonna get the need it was weird it was so fucking weird i was so uncomfortable
0: it's pretty fucking
1: but then thank god then they they sped it up to their them being like older teenagers well there's
0: like that weirdness between the two of them right like he finds her to be angelic and he doesn't want anything to happen to her anybody to have sex with her and they, like, share this bond, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but they never really cross into that. Like, it's never, right. like, him being a sexual deviant with his sister or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, like, you know, she's just...
1: They probably didn't because they knew that would just be too far.
0: Right. Yeah, she was, like, uh, just to go back to the thing about the need, she's, like, the sister's, like, I'll bet mom washes dad's penis off with spick and span before they do it. Ha, 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 And Christina and I, we, like, looked at each other and pause the movie for our notes. <laughs> and the sister is like when we came back, I remember when we unpaused it she's like I can't wait to get the need. I think I'm going to really like it. <laughs> uh, so weird. I'm like, yeah, this is weird. That's why they called it the need so that the kids probably wouldn't understand. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. It was just sex. Well, it's- I'm
0: sure they figured it out. They're not stupid.
1: Right. Well, obviously, because they fast forward to the future when they're, when, I think she's 16 right. and he's 18. And
0: she's out in the car getting, yeah,
1: getting railed. Getting railed. She, she's getting railed and he, uh, the brother catch, <laughs> catches him, pulls the guy out and like starts beating him up.
0: Right. He kicks him in the dick, literally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember that because the guy was like, right.
1: oh, God. <laughs> and then...
0: That's when later the the sister tells Leon she thinks she's pregnant.
1: Oh fuck.
0: And she's like, "What should I do?" And he's like, "Well, you need to tell dad. Tell father. You must tell father." And they decide to talk to Pin and he doesn't respond. And she's like, "It's no use. Let's go." And and when she's about to leave, he speaks. And she looks at Leon and she's like, "Is he talking for Pin?" and walks mm-hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Like he's been practicing talking like him or something. And you don't know for sure.
1: Right. Because you get a little bit confused. You can
0: with the father a little bit earlier when he was doing it earlier. Mm -hmm. But you you can't tell with him right away. So the next day, the father is going to perform the examination on her for an abortion and he even asked Leon to stay. He's like, you should stay. He this could be really helpful. can't
1: believe this shit? I like, know. The like, father is performing an abortion on his daughter. Isn't there, he should go to jail. Isn't no, there some kidding. sort
0: of like... Uh, Law? Like, no, isn't there some sort of senator or something recently that was like making their child watch or doing an abortion or something or... Uh, on their daughter and they thought it was like messed up or something like that. I just saw it in the news recently. Oh, I have no idea. No, really. There is some, some fucking news thing about it right. that they found out that she, her doctor is a, is her father.
1: Oh, and okay. it was
0: like some sort of like, you know, oh, the Senator's messed up or, you know what I mean? Like,
1: oh, that's crazy.
0: Something like that. I don't even know. But anyway, she's, he's like, you should stick around. He's like, no, no, I don't, I really don't want to. He's like, it might be informative for you. And he just leaves. And then the dad says, are you frightened to to Ursula, the little girl? And she says, yes. And he's like, good. You won't want to do this again then. And it's like, oh. Jesus. He's like, uh, and then next we see a supercut of uh, Leon becoming friends with uh, Pin, reading books with him and, you know, g- frolicking through the flowers together. Not really, but, you know, <laughs> just spending a lot of time together. It's like a supercut. Mm-hmm. Happy music. You know what I mean?
1: And he, he's going into the father's office without the father knowing right. to do this. Yeah.
0: And the doctors uh, the father comes in and finds Pin talking to Leon or is Leon having him Catch, talk Yeah Damn. catching him Right and his dad is shocked and he like turns on the lights and he's like Leon go home now and he leaves and he and you and you wait and you see the mother's outside in the car and the only reason he stopped in to the office was because he forgot some paperwork and he's in this big hurry to talk to somebody and he's driving like a fucking maniac like right. we're talking like okay you were definitely going to get in an accident right. not even a question
1: and he puts pin in the back seat right which is, so he oh and he has a sheet over him oh yeah so the doll is like moving around because he's driving so radically so you don't know if like pin is like sitting up on his own or... right they do a really
0: good job yeah, of that they
1: really did you don't know if he's sitting up on his own or if he's just moving because the father's driving so erratically.
0: right and then the, the he has a sheet over top of pin too so the sheet comes off and he's distracted by looking at pin in the rearview mirror and then heads on or oh no this is the funny part there's literally like you know those like little stands that they put out like don't go down this road like you could run into him and it would shatter oh, like in...
1: yeah like road closure signs yeah
0: like they're just two two little legs
1: cones yeah
0: no not cones it it had um like four legs and you stick one piece of wood in between the two Mm -hmm. and it says you know it's like the orange and white color somehow they hit these these literal five pound fucking things and flip the car
1: into a canal (laughs) I was like, Jesus. That's where all the money for the movie went was that car flip. I, you're
0: right? It could have been stock footage for all we know. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: That's
0: true. It's pretty funny. After the funeral, the viewing and the aunt, uh, the aunt says she's going to live with them. And you can tell that Leon's not happy about this. So he's immediately trying to make up excuses why she shouldn't stay there. But
1: And Leon moved Pin into the house after the parents died.
0: Right. So you're like, well, maybe he's possessed like his dad living inside the doll or something like this, which would be kind of an interesting story. Right. Right. And and I think if he did a remake, they could kind of elaborate on stuff like that a little bit more. Right. To make it more elusive. Um. But but the two are actually pretty happy about mom and dad dying. They literally are making jokes <laughs> like in the living room. They take the plastic off the couches and chairs, eat what they want, make a mess. And she's like. Can we clean up before we go to bed? And he's like, fuck. All right. We have to. Mom and dad are dead, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But that that night, Ursula finds Leon dressing up Pin. And she's like, you can't do this. Father wouldn't have this.
1: He put makeup on him and like a wig.
0: Yeah. And he's like, it's rude of you to bring up father in the presence of Pin. He's our family. (laughs) He's more family than a stupid Aunt Dorothy. And he's like, I'll I'll hide him in the attic. Besides, she won't be with us long anyway. And she's like, what do you mean by that? It's like, oh, "Oh." yeah, you know
1: what that means.
0: So the aunt comes back and she's like making him put the plastic couch things on. He's not happy. Leon argues with his sister and the aunt at dinner. And that night in the attic, Pin tells him that he needs to do something about the aunt.
1: You need to get rid of her.
0: Yeah, it's like, and he brings his sister a drink with with literal fucking like knockout meds in it. And the aunt wakes up with pin in her bed, which she freaks the fuck out.
1: <laughs> so much. So she has a fucking heart attack. Yeah.
0: She fucking dies of a heart attack. And then Leon stands up right behind him. And it's like, Oh my God, is this real? Like what is going on? <laughs> and then the sister comes home from the library. Cause she got a job at the library by the way. And he's not happy about that either. And Leon is super excited to show her pin. And all of a sudden he shows him pin and Pin's got like a skin bodysuit now.
1: Right. Like the makeup and a wig.
0: Yeah. Like he's got, he looks like a real person almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of freaky looking, actually. <laughs> and then they make him sit at dinner with her. And she's just like, I can't stand this. Like, what the fuck? You're making him sit with us at dinner? He's family. When you hear your family. <laughs> They are eating raviolis. What's that, the Olive Garden? Yeah, and they I... had free breadsticks all night. Oh, yeah,
1: Fazoli's is coming back.
0: <laughs> but she's like, I can't eat with him at the table. So Leon's like, I'll talk to him. If he agrees not to be at the table, will you promise to be cool? And she's like, yes. Like, what the fuck? Get out, girl. Get the fuck out.
1: She felt bad.
0: Yeah, she really did. I mean,
1: she was still, you know, a teenager, so... She's her only family. Where's she going to go? Like, really, where's she going to go?
0: She gets hit on by a boy at the library while she's working there. And she gets home and mentions him to Leon, which, of course, he's not happy about. And she tells him she thinks she likes her. And Leon gets weird about it. So saying she's she's a pretty girl. And what are you going to do? Don't you feel the need anymore? And she doesn't respond. And like, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, back off, dude. You're being creepy. Yeah. Which he bumps into the guy. On campus later, no accident, I'm sure.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> and he, he he's like, invites the guy, the stand guy, to dinner. And he and she seems really happy about it. Like, they're really happy together. Like, you can tell, like, this isn't just sex.
1: Right. They're, it's cute.
0: Right. It, it is very cute. And when she gets home, Leon grills her, but has a girl, too, and who is specifically hooks up with for the need mm-hmm. as his sister. is Marsha. Fa- yeah, she already had her need earlier, but it's almost like he's jealous. So he's like trying to make her, but they never really like elaborate it on it. It's kind of like weird. he's playing like these like girlfriend, boyfriend games.
1: But it's like your I've, sister. Yeah, like I have
0: a bad relationship, but it's his sister. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Egh. and he's about to get it on and he's hesitant because he's afraid pin will come in. And the girl's like, put a chair under the door or something, you weirdo. <laughs> he's like, but he won't, which she gets really pissed about. And she goes to leave and can't find her jacket in the dark and she finds it, but she's chased by what looks to be Pin.
1: In an electric wheelchair?
0: Yeah. It's like, is he wearing the mask? Is it David? Is, is it Leon? Is it fucking Ben? And it's like rolling around in his electric chair <laughs> saying, Masha, Masha. 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 And that's when Ursula comes in and saves her. And she's she's like it's one of Leon's electric toys. It's a, it's remote controlled. That's how he gets away with it. right? Whenever.
1: Nobody died. Then did a uh, Stan... Stan comes to dinner, the boyfriend. Yeah. To meet um Leon. And then Leon introduces Stan to Pin. And he's very cordial about it. He brought Pin chocolates and stuff because I'm sure she like prepped him. Because she has been reading about schizophrenia in the library. So she thinks <laughs> her brother has schizophrenia. So yeah. I'm sure she told Stan... So they have dinner and uh, everything's going well. And they decide that um, Leon's going to read some poetry. Okay.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, my
1: God. Two
0: hours of poetry, by the way.
1: And it was about rape, raping a sibling.
0: Yeah. It's like literally about him and his sister. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm a little concerned about this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So Leon leaves to go put pin away or whatever. And then uh, Stan and her were, like, talking about his mental illness, pretty much. And um, uh, Leon hears them talking.
0: Yeah, and Leon's like, like, Pin tells Leon, you gotta act before it's too late. He's gonna lose his own sister.
1: Yeah, Pin says that
0: Yeah. Him. So Stan shows up and gets drugged, while Ursula gets off early by her boss, and Stan passes out. Sort of tries to get up, but struggles, and Leon and him wrestle around a bit, and Leon bashes him on the back of the head with an iron horse from the table. And was Pin, that in The
1: Godfather? Was it the...
0: I don't know. No. There was a the horse iron, head. But, oh,
1: okay. Maybe that's what... I thought there was a... Sta- somebody got bashed uh, with a I don't remember the horse, statue part. I haven't seen that. Horse statues in some movie. Okay. I don't remember what. Anyway. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Off track.
0: Anyway, Pin is like, clean it up put a body in a sack and go to the river, hide his car and come back and clean up the mess. Like, what the fuck, dude? And then the phone rings and it's Ursula coming home early. Leon freaks and Pin is like, hide the body in the woodpile and come back. So he does.
1: And then he cleans up the mess.
0: Right. And then and she's like, she's comes back and he's cleaned everything up, but she's obsessing over why he's not there. So she keeps calling him on the phone, which Leon starts losing it and becoming drunk and acting neurotic. And she knows something's up and asks Leon, he's all fidgety and he offers to read her poetry and suddenly he hears Stan's watch and the one that she bought him for as a gift. Mm -hmm. And she looks around and sees the wet carpet and finds the watch under a chair. And then she realizes he might be dead. And that's when Leon walks in. He's like, it's Pin. Pin did it. I wasn't even here. They got into a fight and she starts running.
1: kind of weak. Kind of weak. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: kind of hoping the doll would be real, but you know, then, then right. that's it's still uh, unsettling either which way. You know what I mean? Like Leon is like, why won't you help me to pin? And he's like, I never lied to you or, or for you. Leon's like, what am I going to do? And he's like, yeah, he's like, well, we did it for Ursula. Pin's like, you lied again and we did it for you. And <laughs> Ursula shows up with an ax and swings at him and kills him.
1: Well, that's what you think.
0: Yeah, that's but, right. But
1: then her and Stan pull up to the house, and this is like later on, and uh, because in the beginning of the movie, which we didn't say, there was a bunch of kids <laughs> who like saw the doll in the in the, and they thought it was fake, and the doll ended up talking. Right. So in the end, when they pull up, Ursula goes up to the room, and essentially it's Leon in the chair acting as Pin. Right, because he has lost himself. He's mentally. become Pin mentally. Yeah, so and the I end. think the
0: bash on the head kind of like forced Bashed yeah. it out of him. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it pushed him into it. He's kind of yeah. like Professor Hulk now, like where he's combined the two.
1: Oh, I don't even. I don't know that story. I though. miss
0: Leon. I miss him too, Pin.
1: The end. The end. It's great. It it's is great. pretty good. Highly like, recommend, especially. Did this really would have been like a Lifetime movie if it wasn't for all the weird shit in it. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) Which I absolutely love. What
0: what did we watch recently that had like the Lifetime people in it? Oh, Monstrous. That's what it was.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Because it was like the, what was it called? Soup for the Soul? Mm. Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. Which is
1: weird. I haven't seen this since the 90s. Yeah. You know those books are worth a lot of money. Anyway.
0: Uh, so, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and that movie is Popcorn. Now, we're probably not going to break down this entire movie for you like we did the other one. Because uh,
1: there's a lot. There
0: is a lot of characters in this All movie. Over the place. So, uh, Popcorn came out in 1991. It is about a master disguised, deranged killer by the name of Lanyard Gates, begins killing off college students who are organizing a horror movie marathon in the old style of the 3D, you know. Fifties like Shockerama, Smellorama style, you know, marathon in an old abandoned theater. Taglines: Pay to get in, pray to get out. Ah. <laughs> Buy a bag, go home in a box.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that one, dude. That's funny. That's great. Uh, here's the last one. It says the possessor 15 years ago he murdered his family on stage and burned down the theater tonight he's back for an encore
1: that one's too long
0: yeah it is way too long i like pray to get in pray to get out buy a bag go home in a box
1: i like that one
0: (laughs) anyway this is a movie that is directed by mark harrier first and only film that he's ever directed by the way he oh He's mainly an actor for all the Porky's movie. He's the character Billy. If you've ever saw those when you were a kid, nope. And you're as old as me, probably. Uh, some of the writers that are in this are unaccredited. Director Alan Ormsby, who also directed this film. He started out directing this film, and then it switched to Mark Harrier. He's mostly a writer for movies like Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, Death Dream, Cat People, The Substitute. And more. He also directed movies, "Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile," and "The Great Masquerade." This also has writer Mitchell Smith, who's never done really much at anything other than a "Dirty Night's Work." Night, as in like "Knights of the Round Table." So it sounds like a porno. <laughs> sounds
1: what? It sounds like a Renaissance festival. Movie. A dirty
0: night's work.
1: Oh, a dirty. Okay, I didn't hear the dirty. I yeah, just heard I think that sounds
0: work. like a porno to me. And then another movie called "Sacrifice." Some of the stars in this, there's a lot. So I'm just going to try to run through them as fast as I can for you guys. All right, go. We got Jill Schlowen, who is in the movie Curse 2 we just watched recently. She plays the character Maggie in this movie. And she's also in The Phantom of the Opera, The Stepfather, Cutting Class, and more. We got Tom Villard, who plays Toby. He was in Grease 2, Parasite, One Crazy Summer. I, I always remember him from. Shakes the Clown, Whore, and more. Whore. Yeah. (laughs) Dee Wallace is also in here. Screen Queen and Mother to Our Childhoods, of course. E.T., Cujo, The Howling, Critters, and more. We got Derek Rydell, who plays Mark. He was Eric in Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. He also was in Night Visitor, Moving Target, Death Wish 4. Popcorn was his last movie, actually. And he went on to write Power Rangers Wild Force, the TV series. He did like eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Daenerys. Who plays Bud, who's in the wheelchair? He is in Christine, Godzilla, Heaven Help Us, The Curse. He plays the brother and he looks like he stepped away from acting for a bit, but he's now back again because he's got like four projects that are in post production. Oh, right that's now. cool. Um, We also have Elliot Hurst, who plays Leon. He was in this television series, the very brief television series called T and T, which was a Mr. T television show (laughs) oh he he was also in a movie called looking for miracles and that's it he was the guy that played the crazy guy in the movie oh okay the white hair uh we also have yvette solar who plays Joni. she was the short-haired blonde girl in the movie she did a few things after this movie and she did heidi chronicles murphy brown tv show and the american clock tv movie we got freddie simpson who played tina her next big movie was The league of her own she did. Tracy takes on TV show, and that's it. Kelly Jo Minter, who has been around forever, she plays Cheryl in this movie. She was in the People Under the Stairs. She kept calling him fool, fool. Where are you going, fool? Right. Um, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five, the, the Dream Child. She was also in The Lost Boys, Summer School, Miracle Mile, as well.
1: I love that movie.
0: She's great. Uh, she's been around forever, and I yeah, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, we got Karen Lore. Lori, I think, L-O-R-R-E, she plays Joy. She's in a bunch of movies. She was in a movie called Rat Boy, which I watched the trailer for and was like, Uh. it's some weird, irreverent comedy that was back in the 80s about this kid that looks like a rat and they try to, like, societize him. But there's he's ugly <laughs> and there's like a dance scene in the movie. I don't know. I had to watch it because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was that Ratman movie. There's like a horror movie about this little person, Oh yeah, which I, I've i never watched. But anyway, it looks weird. She was also in a movie called Midnight, where it's got that girl trapped in like the clock on the front cover. It's I think it's getting a Blu-ray release here recently. She's uh, also in Bared Alive, Silent Assassins, Paramedics, The Vineyard and more. We got Tony Roberts, who plays Mr. Davis. He's a big time actor. He was in Serpico, Amityville 3D, 18 Again, Dead Broke, the Love Boat TV show. He did a bunch and the Four Seasons TV show.
1: The Love Boat.
0: We have Ray Walston, who plays Dr. Mencine, who was in Popeye as Pappy. He also was at Fast Times of Ridgeman High, the movie and the TV series, by the way. Fast Times TV show, they called it. He was in The Sting, Paramedics, Ski Patrol, Blood Salvage, From the Hip, and so much more. We also have Ethan Ormsby, who was the two-headed guy that was like puking Mm -hmm. in the movie. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. He was one of the patrons. Oh, okay. He's the brother of the writer-director Alan Ormsby, who is in this film, Uh who started off directing it, who actually does visual effects for movies like Matrix Reloaded, Spider-Man, Strange Days, and more. And last but not least, we got Matt Falls, who plays Lanyard Gates, the cult leader, who this is his only acting role. He also does makeup and effects for movies like Cyborg, Fright Night Part 2, Popcorn, yeah, Fright The Pit, and Pendulum, and of course, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and more.
1: Oh my God, I love Bram Stoker's
0: Dracula. Yeah. This movie made $4.3 at the box office. It was technically a box office failure because huh. it only pulled in about $2.6
1: the first weekend or whatever makes sense
0: uh i don't know how much they spent on it i couldn't find that out so christina
1: well you have to admit the poster for this movie is memorable and amazing sure like it's it's one of those those you know yeah on
0: the shelf you're like what is this
1: the movie is it's okay that it had really great effects sure they had great characters like All those characters stood out alone on their own. I really enjoyed that. I thought
0: they were a little annoying, but yeah.
1: Well, I think they were supposed to be annoying.
0: Well, they're Um, young and they're supposed to be hip,
1: but it it just seemed a
0: little too like...
1: Well, it's a little campy.
0: Yeah. Too The
1: dialogue's a little campy, which I didn't mind. It wasn't annoying to me. I thought it was really shot. I thought it was shot well. The color scheme was really good throughout the whole movie. I don't know about the musical choices. That was kind of off to me, but, but
0: <laughs> there's a reason why I'll tell you. Oh, later.
1: Re- oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad to know there's a reason why. Um, this came. This came out when Tales from the Crypt was like in their prime. Do you realize that? Okay. And it kind of like the scheme of it, and the color schemes, and how it's filmed. It kind of reminded me of Tales from the Crypt. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, all the movies that were in the movie. Amazing! I, I loved to, them. I want to watch all those movies.
0: So those were done by Alan Ormsby. Okay, so they
1: were. He like was shorts? the original
0: director. Then Mark came in to, to to take the film because I guess he was being too particular about those fake films. Uh huh. And so really, yeah, he they they wanted to hire Mark. To do the, the oh, full film. Oh,
1: okay. That's well, what yeah. I
0: have. That's the, that's the... I
1: loved it. I love how the movie's intertwined with the story. I love the movie party they had with, you know, which is pretty much the whole movie. Sure. I want to go to that movie party. It looks so much fun. It reminded me of like a haunted house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, I don't know why. I did get confused towards the end because they were like trying to skew or twist up the storyline about... The, whoever the killer was right don't I mean? mention who it is. I, of yeah. course i'm not going to mention who it is the whole, but that confused me a little bit so i was like oh it was annoying to me i sure. thought d wallace was cut short in this movie I, I thought all her parts were but i mean i feel it feels like she was written into the movie she's kind of like, kinda like, like
0: oh, she's looking oh, good in this it, movie too she looks oh, like oh she I
1: don't know she
0: looks like an assassin mm-hmm. almost like like us 80s assassin almost you know what I mean.
1: But I was I was disappointed because there wasn't many on screen kills. I don't even think there was any on screen kills. Sort of was there? Yeah, there
0: is, but I don't remember anything that stood out. Like you
1: yeah, know. there's Nothing. some
0: pretty fun gaggy stuff that they did in this movie. But
1: right, and there was a lot of montages. Oh yeah, like right off the the bat, which is kind of annoying. Usually I don't mind them, but these were kind of annoying. But it's a really campy and fun movie. I did enjoy myself. I enjoyed watching it, so I gave it a seven out of ten.
0: Really? Okay. What did you do? Well, Jill Sloan is the character that I couldn't stand her voice in the Curse 2 Mm-hmm. Totally different for this movie. Totally. Like I had no issue with her. Like remnants of it came out occasionally, but Curse Two, it's terrible. I couldn't stand. It really bothered me. It was me. heavy,
1: and, and I was like
0: expecting that from her in this movie. But to my surprise, she was definitely way better in this film. I think she was a better actress overall in this film than she was in the other one. It's just they they made her to be so stupid in that movie. It annoyed me. Yeah, they really
1: did.
0: This is, to me, a very silly, funny, throwback kind of horror film that is not to be taken seriously, although there is some elements in it that kind of have a a pretty cool atmosphere at times. You know, they're few and far between, but they're like kind of cool how they set it up. There's like a lot of different, um, there's like a supernatural sort of slasher vibe going on in this movie. And I won't tell you where it ends up or where it goes or anything, obviously, but it definitely does change by the end of the movie. This is kind of a movie I think that will be appealing to horror fans because it's very aware of like the tropes of horror in a lot of ways. And it's so like silly in that way, like Scream kind of was how it was self-aware. You know, like I'm not saying it's scream, but it is it's very much it be enjoyed by people who like that. Kind of, uh,
1: you, you know, saying? pointing
0: out the horror tropes, kind of thing. <laughs> right. It's it's a movie kind of making fun of itself in a way. Right. Of the horror tropes that we all watch in these movies. So this is great. It's not as out in the open as Scream, but I'm just saying people who like that might like it. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It is definitely flawed, though, for sure. By the end of the movie, it gets so fucking out of control. It's too much, and I kind of liked where it was headed, <laughs> and then it kind of jumps the shark, so to speak
1: makes sense. By yeah. the third
0: act it's kind of like, okay, and they're, then it's just too they're just, much.
1: They're just pulling shit from the sky. Right. It's yeah. just
0: it, it's it gets a little too over the top and it was like this weird kind of perfect balance for the first fo- most of the film mm-hmm. and then it just completely just goes to one side. So, it goes right away right away to the silly side. And it even reminded me of Scream 2 at the end. Right. If you've seen Scream 2, I almost feel like they borrowed the scene.
1: Oh. To do, in Scream, to do 2. Scream 2.
0: To do Scream yeah. 2. Literally.
1: Probably. It's a
0: very slasher-tropic, like, cheesy American slasher sort of vibe. hmm But there are a lot of things in this movie that should make it a fun watch for most people, I think. You know, it's not a bad movie. When I last watched this, it might have been kind of like... A too fun for me or might've been kind of like a, a different mood for like a little bit more serious tone. Because I, I went through a phase there where I was like, Lucio Falci and I took it ultra seriously. Like, <laughs> like I was like, this is artwork work. You know, like I, I like, I loved how dire and fucked up the atmosphere was like of Gates, uh, Gates of hell, AKA city of the living dead was mm-hmm. that it took me years to break from that to kind of laugh at the movie. Because, you know, I just loved the atmosphere of it. It was so real to me when I first saw it Mm -hmm. that I had always wanted to relive that moment when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. And because it had such an impact on me that it actually scared me. And I hadn't been scared for, you know, by a movie, you know, since it was like, I think it was like Candyman. You know, like that was Mm -hmm. the last one. I think it was around that time I saw the City of Living Dead. So... Uh, but that might have been why I didn't like this. I just wasn't in the mood for this funny, silly, you know, whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's about a bunch of kids in college who have a class. And they're going to lose this class if they don't do something special. So they have to do this marathon. When I do the 3D thing, it's kind of like that matinee movie where they shock people in their seats and they put they put smells into the vents. Right. And like, you know, really
1: props. and Right. Yeah. To kind of
0: make it like a real experience like you're going through while you're watching these really shitty movies, which is a really kind of interesting and fun horror fan type of vibe. It's probably more of a. If you're like 30 to 50 to 60 years old, you're probably going to like this movie a lot more than say, a younger audience would, Right. because it is a nod to an older time that most of those kids these days just wouldn't
1: understand. Right.
0: There was a film that this guy made in that theater that was uh, a film called The Possessor by this cult member guy who had a cult following of people. And he tried to make serious artwork like on film, kind of like Anton Levey did. In reality, in real life, right. um, he made films and stuff like that, too. Right. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty
1: sure, too. They,
0: although they said this was based off some guy in Mexico that was another cult leader that did the similar Well, They're probably
1: just making shit up, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But they said that, you know, he he got laughed at by some of his artwork and they got he got pissed and decided to kill his family on stage in front of everybody while watching the, the unfinished movie and then fucking burn the place down. And it's this whole legend or whatever. So when things start to happen, it's like very supernatural. And like, you're like wondering what the fuck is going on. By the end of the movie, it kind of changes. And for me, it's a little bit for the worst.
1: Exactly. I, I didn't hate
0: it, but I didn't love it.
1: It's all over the place. It is That's pretty bad. It
0: is pretty all over the place. But, you know, the, they, they essentially bump into the cult leader again and things go haywire. And although it doesn't stay that way, and I guess it kind of wanted it, I wanted it to be that way, it's still interesting enough. You know, okay. it's still fun, has some fun scenes in the movie that should keep you guessing as to what's happening by the end of the movie. And when you find out who the killer is <laughs> or was or will be uh it sort of starts to derail the entire movie for me it's like way over the top but i would still say it's at least a six or Mm 6.5 easy watch not the best thing i've ever seen but a fun watch that's probably becoming more and more niche as the years go on
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so but yeah so we're about the same just about you liked it as a seven really
1: yeah i did okay i didn't think about it though
0: like I, said, I, I was overly high at first, and then I came down because I realized how just flawed the ending was.
1: Yeah, it really was flawed, but it didn't um, ruin it for me.
0: No, there's some fun things that happen in the end that kind of make up for it to kind of balance that over-the-topness out a little bit, like some Indiana Jones-type shit that we kind of <laughs> laughed at, you know. You can't really take this movie seriously. It's, it's Obviously. It's really just fan service wrapped up in a weird story bow. To add all these different elements of all these different movies that you might have seen growing up in like the 80s or something, Mm -hmm. you know, or even earlier because they do show like 50s style movies. It reminded me of like
1: a 50s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you said, I really loved the different movies they were watching on the screen.
1: Yeah. I want to see them. Those are great. I want to see this mosquito movie.
0: They were done in such a way that it was so bad it's good like on the screen and I loved it. So that's what really captures that horror essence to me. You know, it's like that that vibe that you get when people watch that. Mm -hmm. So I respect out of it, at least. Mm -hmm. We do have some trivia on this, not a whole lot. Um, So if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, here is your warning. So Bob Clark was supposed to helm the film and instead suggested Alan Ormsby from his Death Dream collaboration that they worked on together. And that's how Alan Ormsby got started. And he, I guess, started filming the scenes with the, you know, the three different movies
1: first. Mm -hmm.
0: So, and which I, like we said, you know, it's just, those are really funny.
1: Yeah, totally. What was
0: the one? What was the first one? It was the mosquito Mosquito. one, which was really funny. They have that scene where the guy gets fucking stabbed in the head Mm -hmm. by the mosquito through the car roof. And (laughs) then. Mm-hmm. And then his body drains. I was
1: like, yes. <laughs> that this was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. That is
0: really cool. Like, I, I wish I could watch those movies, like, if, as real movies. Yeah. Like, Alan Ormsby should have just gone on trying to make those films again.
1: Yeah, like a grindhouse or yeah, something. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Cause, it, cause it that's like some a, early
0: grindhouse shit. Yeah,
1: it really was. Well, y- yeah. Uh, the next film was Attack of the Electric Electrifying Man. Right. W- that's when they were shocking the sh- the, the seats and stuff. What was the other one? The other one was the stench.
0: That's right. That and it was, was a Japanese smell. film or something. Yeah. Where these two guys are going down in a cave. It reminded me of Alien 2 the Predator. or What is it called? What is the one? I have it right in here. Can you look for it? It says Alien something. On Earth? Alien 2 on Earth. Where these people go into a cave and they descend down into it and then like... It's really graphic at one point in time. I yeah. almost feel like it was a nod to that. It's not a great film, but it's just got some really cool scenes and a, and a couple of moments of really great atmosphere in it. So I don't know if anybody's ever seen it, but I think we, we we did a review of it on the podcast. Oh, did you? Once before, yeah.
1: Okay, well, I'll post a picture of it this week.
0: Sweet, yeah. We'll try to share stuff with that we talk about in the show each week for you guys. Also, some uh, trivia. Popcorn. Mm -hmm. was filmed in Kingston, Jamaica. Really? Yes. Which explains the movie's music choices.
1: Oh, okay. That's cool. Okay, that makes sense. It makes sense. Good. Good for them then.
0: The theater that they're actually in, that they shoot on there, is called the Dreamland Theater, which is...
1: Oh, so they actually use the name.
0: No, it's... Well, it's called the Ward Theater in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, okay. But it's... That's the theater. They call it the Dreamland Dreamland Theater. Okay. But it's called the Ward Theater in Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah
1: oh that's cool
0: um ormsby was replaced by mark harrier i mentioned a few weeks into filming there was some speculation that ormsby was fired for being too detail oriented in the filming of the marathon films
1: how is that a bad thing because they
0: didn't want it to be as good as it was that's why oh you see what i'm saying
1: to be campy yeah they wanted it to be campy
0: but not like
1: well does that explain the ending then
0: do you remember when the guy got stung in the head, and then they probably got mad about him putting that scene in there? Really? Yeah, because he, so cool. It was, but I'm saying like they didn't want to spend extra money in that; they wanted to spend uh, more money in the real movie. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I see. What you're I saying. can
0: see them being upset about that, but I think he made the right choice. Yeah, I do too. Ormsby is credited with directing all three of the main films, like I said, while Harrier is credited with filming the present day portions of the film. Oh, okay. So. After three weeks of shooting, apparently Amy O'Neill was replaced with Jill Schloen. Uh Sloan was it said that she did not have much interaction with the cast since many of the scenes had already been filmed with O'Neill, and in most of the cases, just needed to make a quick reshoots with Schlowen.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: it's weird, right? Yeah. I don't know. The title of the movie, Popcorn, apparently was linked to an element in the story, which I don't know. They didn't say what it was. Well, I
1: mean she was selling popcorn at the theater right
0: but there was a more on the nose reason not I, not I not not that they're in a movie theater not that you know there's
1: i didn't get it there
0: was an element that was removed before the final cut okay and the producers and the distributor liked the title still so they just kept it anyway
1: i like it i, I think it fits
0: right it is different I mean, It mean kind of it doesn't allude to anything Exactly. The character of Lanyard Gates, the cult leader, was very loosely inspired by eccentric Brazilian filmmaker Jose Majica Marins. Oh, my He's
1: God. A, did he kill his family? Or no, you gonna, he was not. Are you going to tell me another lie? Well, no,
0: no. I'm not making <laughs> shit up. No, this is this is the real director. I thought he was a cult leader, but it's just a director.
1: Oh, oh boo. So. I like cult leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay.
0: Weirdo uh anyway there are some scenes in the movie that we could talk about that uh you know there wasn't anything that just like was like blew me away other than the other than the sort of the three movies or whatever
1: what did you think about when they found the film and they played it the the possessor stuff where it, it was just like the face oh i thought that was cool then, i did too it was cre- that was creepy it yeah was creepy. i mean it could have
0: been creepier um but it did very much remind me of like um some of the black and white fucking uh anton Levey type shit yeah with those videos and that, that nick like, used to play at the fucking events that we used to go and there was to. like a
1: sacrifice right yeah they're sacrificing a girl it's very like it's all in color
0: though this is the different part of it that's why mm-hmm. i thought it looked like Levey stuff like or. Er- I can't remember who it was with. It was Anton LaVey and somebody else.
1: Right.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it kind of has that vibe and feel about it, which is cool. I thought it was like a nice addition or whatever. It kind of looked like Italian like the dream sequences that she was having kind of looked like an Italian cinema style. Oh yeah. It really from did. the eighties almost like
1: it just didn't flow well with the movie. I think the dream sequences didn't flow well. Well, I thought, yeah, like it, I think they I mean? could
0: have been scarier and they could have been darker and had a better soundtrack to them. Yeah. That would have like made it a little bit more, um, you know, but we've seen so many movies that have mimicked this, like cigarette burns in the mouth, the madness, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of do that meta shit. Right. And that's why I really thought this was going to be like a meta movie where it's like supernatural and it it totally is is not. That's that's the letdown.
1: Yeah. So what did you think about like the slasher element with the masks and how he would kill people and then make masks of the people's face and then pretend to be them?
0: I'll be honest. I don't like that idea. Yeah. I don't like it. I didn't like it. So much, I mean, it makes more was sense than, dark was yeah. it in Dark Man, yeah. Okay, it makes more sense in Dark Man, but it's just so highly unbelievable. Like, you can't just put on a mask and make people think that you're that person, it's silly, it's a silly fucking thing.
1: I thought it was cool. Uh, it was me the whole when, time.
0: It's like, I no. thought it was
1: cool how it looked though, and how they did it. And um, when he had the masks off and right. his face was all fucked up.
0: I know what you mean. It yeah. was all
1: skin graft. And then they used all the different actors. I just like... was
0: so disappointed, I think, because they show you the mask right at the first scene of the movie. It's just masks and a right. pile of water. Right. And so, you know, it's going to be like some sort of Phantom of the Opera sort of
1: bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs>
0: and I mean, like there's two actors in the movie that are from Phantom of the Opera movies. You know, Phantom of the Ball, well, Phantom Robert, of the Opera,
1: the Robert England Phantom of the Opera, right?
0: Yeah, I, which I I need to watch because I have never seen.
1: I'll put it on the list. Maybe
0: I need to watch that because there was that movie Opera, which I actually didn't mind.
1: Right, Argento
0: did, which there's some really amazing fucking shots in that movie. We
1: watched that. I remember.
0: Is that was that with you? Yeah. Okay, with the birds and they flew around yeah, the. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's kind of boring.
0: Yeah, but I mean, okay. like, it is kind of like. I don't know. It just has that air about it where it's the masks and stuff like that. And I I don't know what it is. Maybe there are other movies that I like that have masks in it, but it just kind of seems like a cheap, cheap write off.
1: That's what kind of makes it like cheesy, though. And that. Right. That's also. It does feel like a Tales from the Crypt story. I would have gotten
0: away with it, too, if it wasn't for you damn kids. You know, like, okay, <laughs> do kind of Scooby-Doo. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, and maybe I'm just too, oh, I'm too young to really appreciate it as much, you know what I mean? Like, the magic of masks. But we can't even do that shit now. Why would we be able to do it back then? You know, it right. just doesn't make sense. We've all worn horror masks. Right, and we know that none of that shit's ever going to fucking. And they,
1: they actually had people in the audience at the theater wearing like horror masks. Right. Yeah, there was one kinda, that had uh, Eddie was,
0: from Iron Maiden mask yeah, in there yeah. in the audience.
1: There was one that was really cool. It had a bunch of eyes. I thought, did you? Did oh, you yeah. Notice that one. I thought that was really cool. They
0: even had the double-headed guy who was like, and
1: p- I loved how
0: puking out of one oh, side of the head. Which I
1: think we have that. Ma- oh no, the the What's, double-headed. Guy, that's right.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking well, about? Well,
1: we have a mask where it's it's a double head. No. Yeah, Do your we? mom gave it to us. Yeah, it's like a double headed. It's not like two heads. It's like it's like two heads in one. And it, one of the guys is puking. But I'll she show you.
0: Halloween mask. Yeah. Really. She sends
1: us. She sends us stuff all the time because your mom's amazing. She sends us Halloween stuff all year round.
0: That's true. It's amazing. Just because she knows that we're like into that. Yeah. Which it is kind of cool. Like, you know, we should, like, put those masks up, you know, as decoration or whatever. I have them in
1: a box, but I don't know how to display them because they're big.
0: Well, they get dried out pretty easily if you box them. You really kind of...
1: Well, it's a plastic box.
0: Right. Well, the latex dries very hard.
1: I'm sure we'll be fine.
0: Okay. I mean, you've noticed when I leave my condoms out, it's like, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) No one cares. I don't even care.
0: I'm kidding. It's a joke. Jesus Christ. Gross. Anyway, there, anyway. Was, there was a couple of moments in the beginning that were, like, kind of funny to me that they kind of overstepped, um like, rationale. Like, she keeps having these dreams about her father, which is great. Uh, Gate, You know, Lanyard Gates. Lanyard. I can't get past that name. Lanyard?
1: Yeah, the like, thing that you hang
0: around your neck and when you work at a job. When
1: you're, like, yeah, when you go to a show. I'm right. VIP, you know, Wayne's World, when they're, like.
0: Let you see your lanyard. lanyard.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Someone named him after a fucking neck thing. Lanyard gates. (laughs) Seems weird. Anyway, so you find out that, like... She's having these dreams and then uh, D Wallace is like, well, why don't we just forget about it? Why don't you just get away from there and don't go to the theater and don't do any of that and we'll just go on a vacation to somewhere, to Mexico or something like that. And then it's kind of really weird and then she goes to bed and then the phone rings and it's fucking Lanyard calling her. And he's
1: like, possessor. He's
0: like, possessor.
1: I'm gonna kill you,
0: Shh. bitch. I, I'm gonna kill her. She's mine. <laughs> and it's like, she's like, oh my God. And so she goes down with a fucking gun down to the theater to the theater and i'm like thinking to myself this is too much like yeah
1: but that's where i thought her part must have been written in right because it was just weird
0: well the technically she did shoot lanyard gates and he supposedly died oh remember by the end of the movie she was the one that shot him and she's the one that set the whole fucking place on fire i forget but he she thought he got out So anyway, she gets taken that night. Like literally they have this conversation at like, I would say like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then the girl goes to bed because she's got to get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then she wakes up and there's a note on the counter that says, hey, good morning. And breakfast is made. And we're thinking- how the fuck did she come back?
1: Yeah, she got kidnapped, and then she came back to make so, breakfast, leave a note, and then go back and get kidnapped. Did so, what did Toby it, come
0: back and make she, breakfast both, for her? Did she
1: leave it before she left, just in case, because she's a prepared mother? So maybe she left it before. Yeah, at before nine she, o'clock
0: at night, she decided to make eggs and yes, bacon. And toast. because
1: she was like, she was like, oh shit, what if something happens? I better make sure that she, she has a great know. breakfast. Yeah, exactly. That's not what happened. That's what I do. That's what, I would do that. Yes. Yeah,
0: so let it sit there for nine hours. Yeah, I don't think so. And
1: you, and you know what? You would fucking eat it. <laughs> That's what Shut would hell. happen. You're
0: out of control. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was really like
1: it was weird. It
0: kind of broke reality weird. for me a little bit. There was some cool like I really did feel like this movie was a lot of fun, like in moments.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they
0: looked like they were just having a really good time. All and, the
1: theater scenes right. were great.
0: And it seemed like, you know, like there was like a mixed audience of like different types of people. And right. I was like, Jesus Christ. I wish we had movie theater stuff like this now where everybody gets dressed up and it's crazy. Well, yeah. Was it ever
1: like that? Like,
0: did people really use Did you to... not
1: go to Rocky Horror Picture Show? I mean, yeah,
0: I, I know what you mean there, but it's still... Even there, there was not people dressed up, everybody well, dressed I up. Well, I think it
1: just depends on when you went. 'Cause if you went on like Halloween to Rocky Horror Pitches, well, it was Halloween, but still. Yeah, that is so, different. they would this was still, not Halloween. Yeah, but they would have specific events, you know what I mean?
0: I I guess I know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You
1: know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Uh anyway. Yeah, but
1: they're all cosplaying and stuff. It was nice. It was fun.
0: I thought it was funny though that they just happened to find this old canister. Oh, maybe we should watch it.
1: Oh, what is this? Oh,
0: this cursed film. Like before cursed films, they're like, we should watch it. Yeah. And then it says warning on the side. We should watch it.
1: And then this Asian kid uh, comes out of a well when they start, you know, watching it. (laughs) A kid?
0: Samara, are you talking about? Yes. Okay. Eventually you find out that like Toby is the guy. You know, they even have this whole run around where he gets locked out of the building and, like, to make it seem like he's not the guy. And then, like, he... he, So confused. When she's, like... Like, eventually, uh, Maggie finds out that she's the daughter of Lanyard Gates. And it's Toby that tells her. And he's got, like, this half mask on, like, it's half glued on his face to kind of symbolize he's in transition switching between different people mm-hmm. he wears their clothes he puts on their mask and he's their voice right and he has a electronic voice uh thing uh, yeah, <laughs> to to, to, uh, to change their voice to female by the way that's how he gets away with it he says but there's this whole funny part where she's like he's like uh oh i'm s-, the, he tells her, her father all oh, about the father and the fire and how he was one of the people in the front row and like he he like got caught in the fire too, and his whole body got burned, and how terrible it was, and how many fucking surgeries he had to have, and like he lost most of his flesh to his body. And she's like, "I'm sorry," and he's like, "Oh, well, good. I'll just let you go." <laughs> he's like, "Sorry," and all the spit comes out of his mouth. <laughs> Which I would say that was really funny. Weird. He's like screaming, and it's just like sloshing out of his mouth and then revealing his face and she shows he shows her how he covers his face each day he like goes through the whole process mm-hmm. and then like switches faces and it's kind of a neat little thing but it's just so over the top and she's like you're crazy and he's like wait did you just wait wait did this just dawn on you <laughs>
1: That was great. He's
0: like, he's like, he's going to create the show one last time. And he's like point making fun of her. And then he goes out in front of the audience about to kill her. He's going to stab her in this weird harnessed rig thing that he has Mm -hmm. in front of the audience. And you're like, uh, and and you wonder how he's going to stab her in the chest to begin with, because there's like this metal plate.
1: An Iron Maiden. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because he even said that. I bet you never thought you'd be in an Iron Maiden. He said that when he put her in.
0: Oh, ah, okay. So, yeah, that's so weird. But he thinks that, you know, maybe by reenacting this whole thing that it'll bring him, it'll change things back to the way they were because mm-hmm. there's some sort of power with the film and blah, blah, blah. And of course it doesn't. And her lover her slash uh, ex-boyfriend slash guy that brought a date to her event. <laughs> Uh, slides down like fucking Indiana Jones
1: to save her, to
0: save her on a wire by using his belt
1: because, you know, she couldn't save herself.
0: (laughs) Well, of course she's a woman. (laughs) They can't do that. They can't do that.
1: Fucking 80s, dude.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, but Toby reenacts the Possessor movie, and then that guy comes down to save her, and she's like, oh my God, you were like an Indiana Jones coming down. And I was like, that's exactly what it was, because I was singing the fucking yeah, music when it happened. Yeah. And then the mosquito, of course, falls and hits Toby in the chest, killing him but yeah and that's how it ends the is, end. yeah her telling him she thought he was like Indiana Jones coming to save her and I was like that's all it takes yeah it was
1: a quick ending too it was it, weird
0: she's like talking about horror movies again like it didn't even affect her and all right. her friends are dead
1: and that her when she writes her new script she's gonna write a comedy instead of a horror movie no he
0: said oh he said that you better write a comedy she's like I'm thinking about movies again I can't help it he's like well how about we write a comedy this time
1: a romantic comedy yeah oh,
0: So yeah, that's why I say six, maybe six point five. You're giving it a seven, but yeah, there's some good stuff. I don't care. It was fun. Okay, I mean, I I can definitely see why people love it. Yeah, it's just not my favorite movie for me.
1: And it really makes me want to watch Scream. (laughs) God, one of these days, Alex. We got
0: to get it done eventually. So
1: I really want to watch it with you. We'll do
0: it. We'll do it. We'll do it Mm -hmm. eventually. I'm just scared. I'm scared. We're supposed to. You know, we're supposed to do fucking. Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole fucking franchise.
1: Yeah, well, everyone's done that, so. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, we haven't. No,
1: I do. I do too, because I haven't even watched the first one in, like forever. I've
0: just been wanting to watch them and well, talk not, about them. Well,
1: we're not watching it next week. What are we watching next week?
0: Well, next week we do have some movies that we picked out. I came up with it at the last minute. We did have something else planned, but what were, where, where were we going to watch?
1: Those new movies.
0: Oh, yeah. We were going to watch some new movies, and I I decided against it because I'm just in the mood lately for stuff that I haven't seen in a while. Right. And so I decided to pick Cat People from 1982.
1: I've never seen it. Have you?
0: Yes, but it's been so long, I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. Uh, I always get it mixed up with the next movie we're going to talk about, which is...
1: Innocent Blood from 1992, which I only remember the cover of the fucking movie...
0: It's like mobsters and vampires. I know that.
1: Yeah. Did you like, do you remember liking it?
0: I I remember loving Innocent Blood. Oh, okay. Like it was a 90s film that I would watch no matter, whenever it was on like HBO or Cinemax or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would instantly watch it because it was just captivating.
1: Is that why you posted that HBO intro today? I
0: think so. It was probably just sloshing around in my brain, Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking back then. Right. So, but yeah, um, so those two movies, and I, I think you can rent them or find them online somewhere. Pin, I could not find a place that was using Pin, mm-hmm. and the only place I could was on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy. So you just got to kind of do some digging, but there should be plenty of places that you can watch either of these movies on to rent, and I think it's cheap. It's like three bucks mm-hmm. for each of them, uh, and you might even have a streaming service that might even actually have it on their streaming service. So look around and see if you can find it. But uh, we'll post that next week anyway on the Thursday or Friday. So keep a lookout for that. But yeah, let us know what you think about these two movies, guys. I would love to hear what you think about popcorn. And if you're interested in seeing Pin now, positive experiences this week. That's good. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming by. And we'll see you for a brand new episode next week. And as always,
1: long live the void.